I can just say that for my class, they did not have Penda last year at the school that I'm working at this year. And seeing how excited they get just to log into Penda. And to me, the motivation factor is the part that is driving some of their success in science this year. You're listening to the Ed Curation Podcast. We bring you stories from educational leaders about the instructional resources, practices, and movements that are reshaping learning. I've had at least 15 students who have increased more than four grade levels. He used theater as a tool to make great human beings. My expectations are high for all of them. One of the things that I really love about teaching is the fact that every day is sort of unique and different and strange. This is your host, Christy Hemingway, and I'm super excited today to talk about science. We haven't done an episode focused on science for a while, and meeting science standards in a consistent, engaging way is something that many teachers and districts struggle with, believe it or not. But since science is literally what makes the world go round, I can't wait to talk to two fellow enthusiasts about what is bringing science success to their classrooms. My first guest is Amanda Borum, a fifth grade teacher at Doctors Inlet Elementary in Clay County, Florida. Amanda recently returned to teaching after four years as an instructional coach focused on math and science. She said she returned to the classroom because she just missed the classroom community and that daily deep relationship with kids too much. But prior to coaching, she taught for 10 years and in 2013 was S. Brian Jennings Elementary's Teacher of the Year. She loves science and wanted to share a resource with our listeners that has brought incredible engagement and outcomes to her students. So it's called Penda Learning and it is a science platform. It uh, is a supplement to our curriculum and the kids get on. It's a computer-based program and it's kind of like a gaming system almost. They earn points and they have an avatar and they can change their avatar and they can do other activities and games based on how they're doing on their science lessons that are assigned to them through the platform. Got it. And you're using this, you said, as a supplement to your core science curriculum. That is correct. So how does it pair with your core science curriculum and and why did you need something additional? So the school that I was an instructional coach at, we uh, had some science that we were really working hard to bring up our science scores. And across the district, there were a couple of other schools that were in a similar situation. And we have supplemental programs for reading and math that we found to be really successful. And our district, I believe, wanted to find something that would also help benefit our science. So PENDA was, the way that it aligns with our curriculum is amazing because PENDA takes our curriculum guides and matches the standards that we're teaching in class. So last week when I was teaching about electrical energy, my students were being assigned lessons automatically through PENDA on the same standards that I've been teaching or close to the days that I'm teaching them so that they're not only getting it in class and whole group instruction, but then when they have time to log into PENDA, it's being reiterated through the PENDA program. So it's a very seamless transition there. Yeah, that is amazing. That kind of customization and individualization Mm -hmm. that, um, that is provided through PENDA because 
usually with a supplemental resource, it's just like, here's extra practice with this thing, but you have to find it. It's not tailoring it for you. No, that was a big perk when they were looking into getting Penda. I was the instructional coach at the time at one of the schools that was selected to try it for that particular school year. And that was one of the big things was that it's autopilot if you want it to be, but you can also go in and edit the lessons and assign them as you see fit. In addition to the ones that are already assigned automatically that align with curriculum guides. So you can also use it to help support other skills. So in fifth grade in Florida, when the kids take the science tests, we have what are called, and I'm sure other places have them too, the fair game benchmarks and standards mm-hmm. that are taught in previous grade levels, but not necessarily addressed in our curriculum for fifth grade, even though they'll be tested at the end of the year on the fifth grade assessment. Mm. So one of the awesome things about Penda is I can spend maybe a day or two teaching that standard, like I did with light energy standard from third grade, and then assign the Penda lesson for it so that I'm bringing up that background knowledge and making sure that that standard is being reviewed before they come across it as it gets assessed in fifth grade. So you're using it in your classroom. Is it used across? Is everyone in your school using it? Is it? A yes. And they're using it across the across district? the district. So yeah. last year, only, I believe only the title one schools used it last year mm-hmm. uh, to see. And then it, uh, they, we liked it so much that it was decided that they were going to try to get it for the district. And so now it's every school in the district, fourth, fifth and sixth grade in the elementary okay. has access to it. So how exactly do you use it in your classroom? You'll do a science lesson and then everybody gets a chance to do kind of a practice session on Penda, or is it just that when kids finish, they can go and work on Penda at their desks and it's all digital? Describe what it looks like. So it is all online. uh, They get on their Chromebooks to do it. I have science. Science is my first block of the day. So what I do is I let my students in the room around 8.05 the tardy bell doesn't ring until 8.30. So if the students are there early enough and they've unpacked, they log into it and they do Penda first thing in the morning until it's time. So I get some extra academic time in on the side there while we're getting ready for the day. Then what we do is the kids during independent science time, I'll teach my whole group lesson. And during independent science time, they will have either a practice assignment or they'll have Penda. Or if they have the practice assignment, they might do Penda right after they finish whatever that assignment is. The goal is for them to be on Penda about 30 minutes a week. Along with Amanda, we heard from Christopher Linton, a military veteran turned teacher. Chris also teaches in Florida. He has his own fifth grade classroom, but he is also the science teacher specialist for all students grades three through six at Middleburg Elementary in Northeast Florida. I wanted to hear a bit more about how Penda pairs with and enhances core science curriculums? Our core curriculum is actually HMH okay. on ed. And it pairs very well with that, especially when decomposing standards. And that's one of the major reasons why we love it. Got it. So I'm guessing, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong about this, that your district wasn't not that they weren't satisfied with their core curriculum, but it wasn't producing the outcomes that they had hoped for. They needed a little bit more. And that's why they were searching for Penda. Is- okay. a- absolutely, you're correct. Um, okay. It's not that necessarily our curriculum wasn't sufficient enough, but every curriculum has holes. 
and gaps. And one thing I really love about Pinda is that it's content specific as well as standard specific. So it really dives into the standard and the meat of the standard. And there's not so much fluff that you find with other types of curriculum. And that really helps in filling those gaps with other curriculums. Yeah. And you said that it's changed the way that you're working in your classroom. So can you describe that? Give us a little bit of a before and after snapshot. So before I arrived at Middleburg Elementary, um, the teaching pedagogy was very much teacher centered. And I'm very much against that. I'm, I'm 100% student led teaching. I teach small group 100% of the time. And this really helped in showing other teachers that there's more ways out there to teach. And it puts more on the student, but it's in an interactive way that the students can experience the learning at their own pace with a forum that they like to use on the computer and the avatars that they can actually create from earning points and completing lessons. It really is just a great tool. Do you know why your district chose Penda over some of the other options that might have been out there? What did you what did they particularly like about Penda that was better or different? So one thing that makes Penda better than other types of curriculum, it is it is a hundred percent standards based. And you can pick the specific standard that you want to teach, as well as scaffolded lessons that build up on students' prior knowledge. So they have the developing curriculum piece, then they have the achieving piece, and then they have the exceeding curriculum piece. So it definitely helps in, like I said, scaffolding lessons based on the standard. And I think that is the primary reason why our district decided to go with it as a supplemental curriculum. And do students like it? Students love Pinda. Um, I always find my students coming in, a lot of them actually like doing it at home because it is fun. It's interactive. Students earn points by completing those lessons and they really don't realize that they're learning so much just by doing the lessons that the avatar is just a bonus. They really like creating their avatar and getting the cool outfits and stuff based on the points that they earn through the lesson. Amanda says her students also love Penda, partly because of the quantifiable and abundant feedback that the platform offers. It's very motivating. The kids really like it. In addition to the fact that it assigns those lessons, I can pull the reports, but I don't have to. I mean, Penda emails them to you once a week so that you don't even have to log in if you don't want to. They email the reports to you every week. If they don't make an 80, they should do it again. They get to write their name on the board. Okay. Um, to show that they meet their 80 or above that day on Penda. Wow. And they really like that part too. When I pull the reports, I look to see which students Penda gives them three lessons on every standard and a developing lesson, an achieving lesson, and an exceeding lesson. Okay. So like if they do all three of those lessons at the end, Penda can give them, they code them as red, yellow, and green, and the percentage that they got correct based on those three lessons. So I can pull by standard and pull a standards report from Penda to see, oh, these six kids were yellow. They've got some misconceptions. I've taught in class. They've now done it in Penda. They're still not grasping the concepts. So these six kids are going to be a small group for me. And these three kids are in the red. So these kids need to be their own small group. And I'm lucky. I teach inclusion. I get push in support. Okay. uh, Four days a week. And so two of those days, the other teacher who pushes in pulls a small group for me. 
so that I can have two science small groups happening at the same time for 20 to 25 minutes, two days a week. So I'm using that data to drive my small group instruction, and then I can go back and reassign as needed, which is really awesome. My kids actually were upset because they wanted more PENDA lessons and they were not thrilled with the fact that I had not signed assigned as many extra lessons because they did not have the opportunity to earn as many points if they didn't get as many lessons in this forum. Can you please assign us more lessons? We need more. So I thought that was a great sign of their motivation oh level. Yeah, that's amazing. And also hilarious a little bit. Yes. Um, so they love it because it's gamified and it sounds so targeted and personalized for the kids. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if you have seen an increase in engagement for those kids who maybe weren't previously science lovers. Because there are challenges and activities that they get to participate in and earn points towards, it does make it motivating. There's also a leaderboard and it shows the students who have the most points in the grade level or in the class. And they love getting to see that. And competition that is highly motivated, which is part of the reason why they want more lessons because they want their name on that leaderboard. And to get there, they need to earn more points. So they're really capitalizing on a lot of those intrinsic motivations. Mm -hmm. I wanted to know if Chris had noticed a similar improvement in outcomes and engagement from his students. I'm very data eccentric in my practice and the data that PENDA provides is amazing because it does break it down, like I said, by standard, which students are meeting the standard, which ones are exceeding the standard. And it's definitely a great resource as far as that goes. But I have been inundated with data because there's so much that you can pull just from this one resource. Um, So a great example would be... um, we use district-wide assessments for pre-assessments during the year. And when we started, we noticed severe deficiencies with a particular standard. Can't remember it off the top of my mind, but one particular standard. And then we decided to try plugging in PENDA lessons to help fill that need for that standard. And we actually noticed a significant increase just by changing that one piece and adding the, curric- um, the PENDA curriculum to it. And from Amanda... Well, I can tell you that last year at the school that I was at, where I was a coach, we had the highest science scores we'd had in a very long time. And the students last year, the fifth graders at the school that I was at last year were very upset because they didn't think they were going to have PINDA in sixth grade. And they were very excited to find out that they got it again this year. That they were going to have it. So they Mm -hmm. really like it. They do. Talk to the teacher who might be listening right now and thinking, oh, this sounds amazing, but I can't learn one new, one more new thing, one more new technology, one more new platform. It's just too much. How easy was it for you to get up and running with Pinda? So uh, when I actually first learned curriculum, I was supposed to go to a training. And unfortunately, I had to miss the full day training that they offered. And I actually learned it from two of my teacher partners who taught it to me in about 30 minutes. And I have been able to get up and running with it. It's super easy to use. It's friendly. It's not difficult at all. I would not consider myself a tech savvy person, but with this program, it's super user friendly and just everything that you can do on the teacher interface side. It's super simple. That is totally what we love to hear. We all know that in teaching, there's always a million things to do and there aren't a million minutes in our day to do them. And so it is autopilot if you need it to be autopilot. 
there, the lessons are automatically assigned every week. The reports are automatically sent to you. And then beyond that, you can do those extra steps. So that's what makes it easy from the teacher's standpoint to use. So there is a teacher dashboard and in that dashboard, there's several different reports that you can pull. There's the student usage data report that you can actually say like student minutes that they're spending on time on task. It says if they're proficient or not. It also says if they've actually mastered the standards that you've assigned based on the lessons. In addition to prolific amounts of student data, the platform also allows for easy differentiation and personalized learning. I didn't even get to the part where you can go in and edit the lessons if you want to. And you can assign just specific groups of students to participate in a lesson. You can create groups based on student needs. So if you have a group of students who scores pretty low in one strand of science, like physical science, you can create a group of students for physical science and then go in and assign them extra physical science lessons. I'm just curious if you have a particular success story from your class or a certain student who maybe wasn't a science lover or, you know, a a favorite lesson that you taught that was was really successful with Penda. Do you have a success story you could share? I do. Um, So when we first started this program, I didn't actually start using Penda until about two weeks into school. So we had already gotten to know our kids and build those relationships and several students came to me early in the year and said that they did not like science. They hated science, mainly because they don't get the chance to interact with it in some of the lower grades. And that was very disheartening to hear at first. And then we implemented the PINDA program and their spark of science actually came to life because they were more of the reader type. And there's definitely a lot of reading passages and items in PINDA that the students fell in love with. And Combine that with the avatars and the learning that they're actually doing, they actually develop the love for science. And now that love has flourished into something greater. So definitely it's been a great tool in helping build that love for learning, especially in science. Yeah, that's a huge win whenever you can convert students to anything STEM related, I think. Describe one of the activities in PENDA. So because Science, it tends to be, it's more of a hands-on and a project-based, and you're thinking about kids, you know, planting seeds and doing experiments and things. And so describe what the activities are like on Penda, where kids are just working digitally. So uh, the first thing that they see is when they click on the lesson, it tells them the objective of the lesson, and then it has graphics on each It's kind of like slides with questions as they work through. Um, It will read the questions to them. And there's an option to change the language if you have ESOL students who need that. And they just work through the questions on the screen. And there are diagrams and pictures that go with it. And then at the end, there's a quiz for each lesson. Okay. And because the kids like it so much, I'm guessing that the graphics are really well done and, you know, the games are fun for them. Just, can you describe what the platform is like? The avatars, mm-hmm. those are really fun for them. It shows up at the top of their screen and they get to, you know, manipulate those and change the, what their avatar looks like and play games and that sort of thing. They really like that. The actual lessons, uh, what I like about them and what I think the kids appreciate is 
it doesn't look babyish for fifth graders. Like they appreciate the fact that it's def- it looks like an age appropriate platform for them to be working in. And from Chris. So the student platform is completely different than the teacher platform. It is easy to use. I haven't had any students not be able to navigate it. Um, when you first implement Penda, they provide an introduction video that you show your students and it walks them through the entire process. It's super simple and easy to use. And is it easy for them to get in? You said that they could use it at home. So you guys didn't have this last year, but I'm guessing that it would be that you could utilize it during remote learning if you needed to. Absolutely. It is a great tool for remote learning. Um, You can monitor it from anywhere. Students can do it from home. Um, You can provide um, stopping points for students where they can only do so many lessons within so many hours of a time period. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can definitely put blocks on it and stoppages for what you want the students to do. And it's an easy way to get real time data, regardless of where the student is. Amanda agrees. Easy is what we all want to hear these days. So it's very easy. We have a single sign-on platform. So they log into their portal and then they click on the Penda tile and they're in the program. It's very easy for them to manage and find their lessons. I really haven't had to teach them very much about it other than click on the Penda tile and get started because that's how easy it is for them to use. The first time you have to put in your school code and you have to put in the password. But once that's done, if you're using the single sign-on type of platform, they just click and they're good to go. Who would you recommend this for? Gen ed teachers of like all different grade levels. Who, Who is Penda for? I think it's for every student. My class is an inclusion group and an inclusion class and uh, all of my students use Penda. Some of them need a little bit more support here and there, which is where the small group instruction comes in. But as a whole, I think that all of the students are benefiting from it. I mean, you've got the language supports for students who speak other languages. They can go in and they can change the language so they can get the content in Spanish or they can get it in whatever language that they need, it reads, it will read to the students. So for students who have accommodations of oral presentation, they can listen to the questions, they can listen to the lesson as well. So it does provide a lot of supports for kids who have exceptionalities. You can find a link to Penda Science to find out more, ask a question or request a demonstration for you and your team in the episode notes. Penda Science from Penda Learning is intentionally designed for diverse learners, and it pairs well with your existing science program to fill gaps and seal cracks. You'll find Penda at edcuration.com, where you'll also find all of our podcast episodes, our Explorations Micro-Professional Learning for Educators, and our Certified Ed Trustee Program, where you can earn credentials and pilot new resources like Penda for free. We're glad you joined us for this episode, and we hope that you will like share, and leave us a star rating to help us keep bringing you great information each week on the Ed Curation Podcast, where we're reshaping learning.